Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you guys once again for joining the Nine Innings Podcast hosted by yours truly, Kevin Thompson, founder and CEO of Nine Innings Capital Group. Thank you guys for joining us. As I always say, subscribe to the channel. As I always say, go and get my book, MLB to CFP, live on Apple Books. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at Nine Innings at Nine Icap Group. Send us your questions, your comments, or concerns, or you can go to the website at www.9innescapitalgroup.com. Schedule an appointment. Look at our blogs. Look at our uh, podcast there as well. You're on our YouTube channel. If you're on our YouTube station, hit that subscribe button and listen and listen and listen to our old segments where we do what? Educate, empower, and engage. And that's what we're here to do today is to educate you, to empower you, and to engage with our audience and our subscribers. Thank you guys for the subscriber growth. Today, we're here to talk about something that's, that's dear to my heart, credit card and debit card fraud. It's something that we're all dealing with. And I'm going to give you some ways to combat this ever-growing epidemic that we're dealing with. So let's get it. If you're an American, if you have a debit card or a credit card, you guys have probably dealt with the ever-growing issues that come with that. One issue in particular is debit card theft, credit card theft, whether you lose your credit card or these, these, um, these transactions that come out that you do not recognize. And I'm going to give you some ways to combat that. So we're starting with part one. You have to be a sentinel in your debit card or credit card transactions, you have to go through them. I'm not saying go through them daily like I do, but when I wake up in the morning, it's part of my routine. I go into my, my spending account for the family and I look at what has come out and I see if there's any transactions that we don't necessarily recognize or places that we've been. Recently, we've come across this. Recently, we've come across where there were multiple transactions that, take, that were taken out of our account and then none of us recognized it. Luckily, the bank did take care of it thank God. But part one is you have to be a sentinel. So for me on a daily basis, I go into my credit card, debit card statements and see what transactions have transpired over that day, because I know where I've been. My wife knows where she has been. So we want to make sure that where we've been is transacting in, in, in uh, continuity in regard to our statements. So you have to be a sentinel. You have to go into your debit card statements, your credit card statements. Maybe it's daily. If you want to do it daily like I do, hey, that's okay. It will, it will basically knock that issue out really quickly. Or if it's at least weekly, maybe you have it planned on a Friday to see exactly what's come out during the week. That's something to do as well. But you have to be more, uh, more of a sentinel in regard to that. You have to be really face forward in that world to, to combat credit and debit card uh, processing issues. So that's part one. Also, Along that line, it's not going to be the $1,000 transactions that you see. Maybe some of you do get hit with the $1,000 or $2,000 uh, uh, transactions. The best thing about that is that most of the, with the credit card, debit card companies, they typically call you when those type of transactions transpire. They won't necessarily call you when there's a $30 or $40, $40 transaction. And the criminals are getting wise to that. So what they're doing now is they're taking out multiple transactions on a smaller scale on your credit card or your debit card to so you can miss it 
Recently, we had multiple transactions of $20 coming out of our account and we caught it immediately. The good thing is we caught it immediately. The bad thing is, oh, they're getting even more smart or smarter in regard to when they do it. It was over the July 4th weekend. So what does that mean? There's a three-day holiday. What does it also mean? Banks are closed for three days. So they know that you're not going to be able to go into your account and stop those transactions over the weekend because your bank is closed and they're closed on that Monday as well. So they're getting smarter with their transactions. They're getting smarter in how they're taking these transactions out. And it's important for you to be a sentinel on your account to know that when these things happen, how to combat them. So part one, you have to be a sentinel. You have to go into your account, look at your transactions, not necessarily daily, but at least on a weekly basis. Part two, you have to have a reputable bank. When I say about reputable bank, yeah, I have a regional bank right now and they did a fairly good job in regard to uh, processing uh, the, the fees back to my account. That was great. But the issue is, is that they don't have a 24 hour department that takes, takes these uh, actions into account. They do have a loss and prevention department. That loss and prevention department basically just will shut your card, shut your card down, which leaves you, if it's a long weekend, like a July 4th weekend, it will leave you without a card for a weekend for three or four days. And then on that following business day, you have to go in there and have a new card sent out. If you're losing, using a larger uh, bank, a larger uh, nationally known bank, they have 24-hour access to that where they can do that on a Saturday night or a Saturday morning. They can get that stuff taken care of, reprocessed, and back to you pretty quickly. But if it's a regional or smaller bank or a credit union, you're going to have difficulty with that because you don't have uh, the accessibility to those 24-hour uh, situations where they're getting your card, either they call it warm carded or, or getting it processed as lost or stolen. So you have to use a reputable bank. If you have multiple transactions coming out, maybe a national, a national bank may be something that you need, you need in that situation. Or if you're okay, you want to use a credit union and things like that. Just know that on the smaller bank scale, you're not going to have the 24-hour access to have your card sent back out to you reissued, to have those dollars put back into your account immediately, or to have your card uh, taken care of in, in, in a, in a uh, reasonable, reasonable time, especially if it's on a weekend when the banks are closed. So use a reputable bank. Three, now a lot of us are going to places we frequent places. Maybe it'd be a restaurant that we like to eat at on, on a daily basis or maybe a lounge or, or some kind of a, a, a place we like to frequent. Uh, we like to use our phones to do the transactions. It's important to understand what happens when you do that. So what I do now is I, I use a VPN. Now, most like the blog, we have a blog piece about this on our, on our website, www.9eatingscapitalgroup.com. Go to the blog section and you can read about uh, how to use your VPN. But if you're like me, and I'm going to read it directly, uh, we constantly link up to free Wi-Fi at these uh, at these places, and it's important to have your VPN on so you're using a network that's on your privately privately owned network when you're transacting business. If you don't, if you're on a free Wi-Fi network, uh, what would typically happen is that if there's people out there trying to do nefarious activities, they can go across that network and grab those activities and get into your phone and try to do some nefarious things inside of your account. So using a VPN. Maybe something that you you should be able to do if you're out and about using uh, you free using free public Wi-Fi. Um, another way to do it: have a single spending account for your family. Most of us have multiple cards in our account, multiple checking accounts. We get it, but if you want to combat this type of transaction nefarious activity, it's important for you to have a single account that you guys consistently spend from. 
Why is that? It's because when things happen, they only happen on that one account. So you can go into that one account, you know exactly what's coming out and you can, you can reasonably go in and say, okay, we don't recognize this. We're going to shut this card down, have a new card sent out to us. And you guys, it, it basically takes the work out of all the other situations. Maybe you have a checking account from your business or a checking account for your family. I would say have a single spending account for the family where you can go in and say, okay, hey, uh, spouse, do you recognize this activity? No, I do not. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call the bank now and we're going to get this transaction reversed, get the card uh, canceled and have a new one sent out. It makes your life a lot easier to have a single spending account for your family. If you're single, of course, you have a single spending account for yourself and you can do this on a regular daily basis. So thus far, we went over being a sentinel. What does that mean? You have to go into your account on a daily or weekly basis. Check your transactions. Make sure that those small transactions aren't hitting because what happens with those small transactions? That's how they get you these days. They don't get you with the big, large transactions. No, no, no. They get you with those small transactions where they're trying to take multiple uh, dollars out of your account, multiple transactions out of your account and basically just ruin your day. And it's not, it's not really about the money. It's about just the time and the energy that it's going to take for you to get, get all this corrected. So that's part one. Part two have a reputable bank, have something where you can go in 24 hours, seven days a week, where you can say, Hey, you know what? I saw this. It was 2am. This transaction is going through for three, 400 bucks. I don't recognize it. Can you cancel my card? Can you, can you um, submit this as a fraudulent activity and they can go ahead and get that reversed. They can go or maybe possibly even get it stopped before it, before it happens, before it gets taken out and get you a card reissued. Also using a VPN, a VPN is very, very important. What is a VPN? I didn't really go through that, but it's a virtual private network. And you can use that to basically combat people taking your uh, information from your phone as you're transacting on a on free public Wi-Fi. Also, have a single spending account. It's important to do that because it takes down all the additional work that you have to do looking at multiple accounts, multiple transactions. If you have one account that you guys are using for a family to have multiple transactions, you guys can go and, and cancel that one card immediately and get those transactions reversed. Another one, and I think this is very important, look at your credit file. Look at your credit file. See what's going on with that. I usually do mine on a monthly basis. I look at, I look, I go in there. Actually, I do it every seven days because it updates all the time. But I go in there and I see exactly what transactions have transpired, what's on my, what hit my credit report, what's going on there on, on, on as frequently as possible. Because I want to make sure that I catch it before something seriously goes wrong. Something, if something nefarious is happening, happening on your credit, you need to know immediately so you can, so you can follow, follow a report and get that taken care of because that can be drastic in the long run. I can't tell you how many people uh, go into their credit report when they, when they finally are, are going to buy a home or, or buy a, buy a, make a large purchase. And next thing you know, they say, I don't even recognize this. What is this? I didn't do that back in 2006. That's not me. What well, was 2006? So you need to be constantly looking at your credit files, constantly looking at your transactions to make sure that those transactions are indeed valid. What I also did, this is part five, well, I guess part six. What I also did was I did an immediate uh, cash transfer from that account because I, I wanted all cash trans transactions to stop. Now I know what you're saying. Well, that that's not the best thing to do. You're absolutely right. It's not the best thing to do, but I did that because I didn't want any further transactions coming out because any other transactions that would come out would be declined. So therefore I went in and said, you know what? Boom, all the money comes out internal, internal transfer to another account within the, the same bank. 
And I said, if any other transactions come out, they will automatically be declined. I know you probably have your Netflix and your all of your your or, your um, subscription services tied to that one account, and that's okay. Uh, hopefully, you you will get uh, the um, the situation rectified before those transactions come out. I know it's kind of a, kind of a headache, but it's important. Once your card gets compromised, I went in and immediately did a, immediately did a uh, transaction cash transfer out of that account to where there, there was only a dollar left in that account. So there was no more transactions that could go through. If they, if they were to go through, they would all be declined. So here, those are some ways that I like to combat credit and debit card fraud. That's just what I do. Like I said before, you got to be a sentinel. Look at your accounts on a daily or weekly basis. You got to have a reputable bank. Make sure they can go in and get those transactions reversed and have access to 24-hour service. You got to have a use a VPN when you're out on free public Wi-Fi. Have a single spending account. Make sure you look at your credit file on at least a monthly basis to make sure there's no fraudulent activity going on there. And also, like I said before, this is not for everybody, but I did immediate cash transfer internally in my account. So all the other transactions would decline immediately if someone were trying to take money. Now, there's a downside to that because some of your banks have what they call um, overdraft protection, which is fine. But ultimately, they will start seeing all that and they will get all that all those fees back to you. So don't worry about it. But, but the idea is you want to basically make it as hard as possible for these people, for these nefarious individuals to continue to take money out of your account. Uh, and, and you have to be very, very diligent. You guys listen to the 90s podcast. Thank you guys. As always, I hope this has been educational because you know what we're here to do is to educate, empower, and engage. And today we talked about ways to combat debit and credit card fraud. I hope this was a valuable lesson. I hope this is valuable information. Thank you guys for the subscriber growth. Thank you guys for being loyal listeners to our podcast. We will see you again next week. Thank you. Stay humble. Stay safe. We will see you again.